The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Storytelling inspires, engages, and moves people to action. It's a superpower that anyone can learn. Welcome to Story Powered with your host, Leanne Pico. Stories can hold you back, and stories can move you forward. Let our program help you activate your storytelling superpower and take your business to the next level. Now, here is Leanne Pico. Hello, and welcome to Story Powered. I'm Leanne Pico, your host. Thanks so much for being here. I'm so excited about today's show. It's going to be so much fun. And, you know, every show is fun, but, like, this show is about humor and improv and um, and really, you know, um, that's all very fun, but uh, even bigger fun is talking about shifts in mentality. So I really, I really enjoy chats like that. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, but before we get into that, I wanted to say thanks so much to my guest from last week. Um, it was Nicole Bowdy, and she's a writing coach and the owner of the Story Factory. So Nicole and I had a great chat about blogging, why it's still important, and why, how to incorporate your stories. And uh, one of the key themes that we talked about was sh- about sharing your failure failures and vulnerabilities. So both of us have questions from our clients often about that. People worry about sharing failures and vulnerability because they worry about, um, you know, whether people will see them as an expert. And my take on that is if you haven't failed, you aren't an expert. Um, But the bigger piece that we talked about too is when you do share your stories though, um, you need to have overcome it. So some really good stuff there. So do have a listen. Um, The show is, it's what's the story on blogging and it's on the story powered on demand library so don't do that just yet because you want to stay here with me and with my guest who is Kathy Clotes guest and because we'll be talking about yes and Uh, that's an improv tool Um, lots of other people are using it too but it's fundamentally an improv tool which um, enables people to um, create a different way of thinking and so we're going to be talking about that and how it relates to storytelling but also how it relates to culture change so today instead of doing the story of the week we're going to do a little exercise in the second part of the show to show the difference between yes and and yes but Um, I'm going to do the exercise and I hope I do it justice so um, but what it will be great fun. So do uh, do hang around. So I'm going to tell you a bit about Kathy. Kathy is a marketing storyteller, speaker, author, and stage improviser. She's the founder of Keeping It Human Inc. And um, her business's mission is to help organizations turn complex marketing speak into compelling stories that customers and employees act on. She also helps organizations to solve internal communications and ideation challenges by applying improvisational tools that achieve better outcomes and fresh insights. 
So Kathy has worked with diverse organizations, including Autodesk, C4 Media, Cisco Systems, Kaiser Permanente, and United Way Silicon Silicon Valley, among others. Her work has been featured in top blogs such as Marketing Profs, Social Media Today, Customer Think, and the Convince and Convert blog. She's spoken about storytelling and marketing at UC Berkeley, Stanford University, the Funny Biz Conference, Applied Improvisation Network World Conference, and the American Marketing Association. She's also the author, and pay attention here because you're going to want to get some of these resources for sure. She's the author of several short storytelling and humor books on Amazon.com. And uh, we'll tell you the name of of some of her books in a bit. But her marketing podcast has also been nominated for numerous awards for its insight and humor. She's a new Google Hangout video series called the Improv and Innovation Cafe. And I can tell you that it's a a really great hangout and some really cool um, information coming out. And she's got some great guests. And the point of that is to apply improvisation techniques to common marketing, communications and content challenges that businesses face. Now, she also has a stand, a one-woman show, um, which is um, in San Francisco in October 2015. So I'm going to get her to talk a little bit about that in a bit. So Kathy is the founding board member for the Society of New Communications Research, um, but her fave audience is still her six-year-old, who she can make snort milk out of his nose, and her grandma, who doesn't care how improvisation is different from stand-up comedy. So well, welcome to Story Powered, Kathy. Thank you for having me. Great to be here. Ooh, well, a long it's, bio. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long bio, but you know what? I wanted to share it because, um, you know, what we don't want to do is kind of peg you just as improv because it, it, you've got so many other things. Not that that's a bad thing because uh, improv folks are, are fabulous, but we, we're going to be talking about integration today. So I just wanted to give everybody, and you've got such a fabulous bio. I just wanted to show oh, it off. Thank you. Well, it's, it's fun to be here. I'm excited. Well, listen, what's your story? Tell us about um, your journey into story and and, uh, what life is like for you and the kind of work that you do. Absolutely. So I spent about 15 years um, in big companies, in in corporate America, if you will, and in corporate anywhere, I guess, depending on where you live. It's just, you know, in the corporate world. And I had come through storytelling in in a couple different ways. Um, The best thing I ever learned about storytelling came from my improv work. And but I was working in corporate America and doing uh, storytelling and marketing and all these different things. And I found that we were so stuck in a mentality of creating marketing that wasn't human. And it was full of jargon and buzzwords. And and it was stuff that I don't think any human being should ever be exposed to. (laughs) And I felt like, you know, if we bottled it and packaged it right and sold it to uh, the CIA, it would classify as torture devices. (laughs) And I thought, this is just nonsense. Nobody reads it. And I can't imagine... You know, tying up our executives and forcing them to read the stuff that we were creating. And I, I believed in my soul that, you know, human beings being who they are, they want something that, that's, that's story-driven. They want something that's different. They don't want it all about the company. They don't care about the products. They care about how those products are going to make my life better. So when I started my company, I, I, I wanted it to be full of optimism and hope and not buzzwords, and it really meshed with my stage experience as an improviser that this yes-and kind of mentality that we're talking about, about showing your customers hope that there's a better, there's, there can be a better outcome for them because of your products and services. 
And that's sort of the, you know, I love to, to get rid of all the jargon, the buzzwords, and I'm, I'm happy to say that I, I've seen the results with my with customers. They're happier. Their customers are happier. They look like heroes to their customers. And that makes me feel great. Oh, that's great. And, you know, I love your take on that because, you know, death by jargon really is a cruel <laughs> one. So um, it's, horrible. Now, listen, it's horrible. But listen, I want to ask you because here's the thing. So I think it's great that you left and, and started your business, but, you know, companies love their jargon. They love those words and they've been so carefully crafted and so carefully put together. I'm wondering, how did you start convincing companies that they should speak differently to their customers? Well, that's a really great question, and I'll tell you a couple things that happened is that, you know, once you start to use jargon, it's very clear that you don't have a solid story because there's no company out there that wouldn't rather tell a great story if they had one. And the simple fact is, is if you start using jargon, you sound exactly like your competition. And one of the things that I did was I would take um, samples, just just brief samples from websites and say, can you tell which company is which by just reading these different paragraphs? And people would realize that they couldn't tell, which means if they couldn't tell, their customers couldn't tell. And when you use jargon, you sound like everybody else and you diminish your own unique story in the world. Whereas if you had a story, that's your differentiation. So why would you hide behind jargon? And that, that was an interesting exercise. And what else happened was I would often say, well, you know, let's talk to customers and see what they think. And customers, the best source of truth, if they won't listen to you, an employee, I have found that, or, or a consultant, they'll listen to a customer. And if a customer says, yes. yeah, it's not working for me, I don't know what that really is. If enough customers say that, all of a sudden that becomes really difficult to ignore. Yeah, it's true. And it's interesting you say that because um, I work with nonprofits as well as businesses and um, I was in the nonprofit sector for a very long time. So I'm well aware of the jargon that exists there. And it's it's really an interesting piece getting um, even nonprofits to move from their jargon to um, using plain, clear language and story to attract their customers. They're, they're doing it too. And, you know, things like... Um, what does community building mean? And what is, you know, there's there's all these words that they're using that their potential donors have absolutely no idea what that means. And and that's very serious for business and nonprofit. Like anybody who's trying to attract people to give them money or time, mm-hmm. like that's serious that you're not conversing with them in a way that, that is understandable. It's crazy to me. It really is. Yeah. And it's such a disservice because... You're not going to stand out. You're not going to be memorable. You're going to sound like all your competition. And the worst thing to happen today when everybody's on such overload with social media and everything nonstop, you are fighting a battle for mindshare. And, and yes. you should never, ever, if you've got a great solid story, you would never, ever hide that story behind a veil of jargon. And so I I often find that jargon is a symptom of people really not necessarily excavating and going really deep on their story. Yeah, and and also, and we're going to talk a little bit about this too, I'm sure, when we talk about the yes and, but it also sometimes, what I've seen anyway, is that um, uh, the the people that hold on to the jargon are often the people who most want to either um, be in the club or 
don't really know what they're doing, so they're using jargon as if it's like a, a life boy. Yeah. <laughs> so, please, let me it's just use the right word. <laughs> well, it's so true. Oh, isn't that funny? I'm just getting a mental image. No, it's such, such yeah. a beautiful metaphor, because I think that's really true. What I've, Here's what I've found to be true, is a lot of times people are afraid to ask for clarity. Like, you, you'll start you'll be in a meeting, and everybody's banning about the jargon, and everybody, you know there's, in everybody's minds, there's that bubble thought that says, what are we really talking about here? But nobody wants to be the first person to say, I'm sorry, what exactly are we talking about by community building? Yeah. And so it's sort of this, it's sort of this collusion by, by the fact that nobody wants to be the first to say, you know, it's unclear. And it, you're right, and I think a lot of times... People want to look like they're in the know, so they think jargon makes them look that way. But I think what people really would be surprised to hear is if they, you know, just here's an exercise. Go and talk to your three best customers and ask them what you do, what they think in their minds, in their words, what you do. You will be stunned and phenomenally surprised that the way they describe it probably won't be what you think it is. And that's a great thing because they're going to use words that are important to them and they're going to describe it in a way that's meaningful for them. Take note, because usually the jargon that we're using is we're seeing it through our lens, but that probably doesn't map to the needs and the worldview and the challenges that our customers are facing. And that's, that gap between how you describe it and what you are in the customer's mind, you've got to close that gap. And jargon just gets in the way. It's no good. It's no good for anybody. Yeah. No, it isn't. And, and you know, it's it's also just that, you know, and that and acronyms and how, whatever you're using as a communication tool to to make you look clever, you need to drop it because it. it really does. Um, and again, in business and in, um, you know, and in the world, I mean, the, the point is to engage. It's not to repel. Yes. And, <laughs> so and- that's it. That's it. Human beings like stories, and we remember yeah. stories. And there's no, you know, I, I always joke that, you know, audiences are 92.3%, you know, made up of human beings. <laughs> <laughs> and so, of course, we're all human. And, and human beings, I don't care how busy you are. If I've got to work really hard to decipher jargon, I'm not going to yeah. work that hard. And clarity is always the burden of the communicator, not the audience. That's right. That's right, oh, yeah. and that's what I like about story, and even the the um, the uh, the process of of creating your story for your business is mm-hmm. that's a whole um, exercise in clarity, right? Yeah, absolutely, and that's a great one to go through. I think you know if you really want to go through, it's really hard to get to a story. So when I hear a really great story. I have such level of appreciation. I'm sure you do too because as yeah. practitioners, as storytellers, we know how hard it is to get to a polished story. It's a lot of work. Yes. But, but yeah. it's worth it because you will not sound like everybody else. And jargon may sound easy. Uh, however, it is, the, it is the unsustainable long road because it just leads to a lack of differentiation. And, and that is going to be a business killer. Yeah, and that is the thing that people, I mean, that's why choose me, because people have yes. plenty of options nowadays, too. It's not like there's only one fast food restaurant now, or, um, and that's why, actually, one of my favorite um, examples of a, of a great story is Chipotle. Obviously, everybody knows about mm-hmm. them, but they're, have you seen their video, The Scarecrow? Yes. It's awesome story. So that is like, you can't help but have a vision of, they're the ones with the green stuff. 
Yeah. Like that's it. And the kind of the factory oriented, you know, everybody else is in the factory stuff. Like it's not hard to know that they're, they, they serve fresh food. Like that's all, that's what they do. That's what they do. That's what they do. And, and it's, if you can, you've got to find that, that part of your story that's bigger than your products and services. And one of my favorites, I'll, I'll tell you is Tom's shoes. I don't know if you're familiar with Oh yes. Yep. And I, you know, I love that company because they, um, it's so much bigger. Their story is so much bigger than the product they sell, and it should be. And your your audience's needs are bigger than the product you sell. So I love the fact that they make people feel good about a movement. You belong to a movement when you buy into the Tom story, and I think that's such a big, big, bold message. Yeah, it is. And it's aspiration now is not, like, I think probably 30 years ago it would have fallen flat. Um, right. But we're in a whole different time right now. We are, and it's such a—it's such an important point that you just brought up because um, I, what I've noticed in, in in the work that I do, and you, you've probably noticed similarly in your work, it's like the more I talk to also Gen Y, there's a generational shift yeah. in the way they're looking at companies and the expectations about how companies communicate is different. Very. They want vulnerability. They want honesty. They want transparency. They want you to sound like a human being. And it's something that they are, their expectations about how companies communicate is really different. And if you don't give it to them, they will find a company that will. And, and, you know, they will put in the time because they think it's worth the effort. And, uh, you know, they're, and we're seeing that in, um, in uh, the community sector, you know, a lot of people um, are struggling with time for volunteering, um, but their ethical purchasing is through the roof. So, you know, they're, they're finding other ways to feel like they're making a contribution to the world or, or like you say, to something bigger than themselves. That's so important. And that, that is it in a nutshell. They do care and they have choices and they will go where they feel good about buying from companies that have a story about how they're helping people or the environment or giving back or something that's bigger than their products and services. And so I always tell my customers, think bigger. Think yeah. bigger because your customers' needs are bigger than your products and services. Yeah. It's true. And then the other piece, and um, just to lead into, we've got a, a couple minutes till break, but the other piece to lead into, so aspirational, inspirational, and thinking bigger than yourselves, but also um, the other piece, which we're going to talk about big time in the next couple of segments, is around humor, yeah. right? Because it's not just a kind of, um, like the messaging is not just a serious um, kind of draw into a big inspirational story we have to use different emotions because again we're human and we have more than one right absolutely and humor is human i i cannot think of anything that's more human Mm -hmm. than something that makes you smile or laugh and you know when we look at what's shared some of the most frequently shared content of anything as you well know is stuff that makes you laugh that's what people share something funny yeah. And when you talk about kind of viral and really connecting, really connecting with people, um, humor is one of the top things you can do. Yeah. And put a kitten in it. 
<laughs> and bacon. I couldn't believe it. I think there's a formula out there that's that's right. It's like bacon plus kitten plus humor plus funny equals viral. I I think there's a formula, think so. right? There is definitely a formula, and it does involve kitten. Although recently, baby goats have surfaced. So you know, baby animals. Maybe, are cute. maybe there's a move. Baby animals. Baby humans. Just baby I mean, animals. you can't go wrong with babies. Babies are just that's darn cute. That's I mean, true. that's a that's true. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. So, so, um, so everybody, after the break, um, Kathy and I are going to talk, go into detail, talking more about yes and. And if you haven't heard about it, it's an improv technique. But it's also, as I said at the top of the show, it's used more widely as a technique um, in terms of shifting mentality. And it's quite a fun one. So we're going to do a fun exercise as well. I'm going to put myself on the block to, um, to have a go. So um, we're going to take a commercial break right now. And I'm Liam Pico, and you're listening to Story Powered on the Voice America business channel if you want some help to get your story straight you can email me at leanne at verygoodstories.com i'd love to connect with you um also if you have ideas for a show or a guest that you'd love to hear from or even if you have any questions around story that you'd love us to um, deal with in in the show please don't hesitate to email me it's leanne at verygoodstories.com so we'll be back in just a moment to talk humor yes and and about improv meeting storytelling see you soon comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Activate and grow your storytelling superpower with Leanne Pico of Very Good Stories. Stories inspire, stories engage, and stories move people to action. It's pretty powerful stuff. Story coach Leanne Pico will help you develop your storytelling skills to be a more effective leader, build a more powerful brand, or create a team of storytelling powerhouses. You can email Leanne at leanne at verygoodstories.com or check out her website at verygoodstories.com. Contact Leanne today to grow your storytelling superpower. What is the Serve Hour? Well, to start... It's a different kind of listening experience. It's one that involves you. Host Jim Blackburn and his engaging guests in some very provocative and opinion-shaping conversations you'll hear and be invited to participate in that will challenge traditional beliefs about management and today's workplace. Also, these conversations will help you look at yourself and your work differently. Make it your business to tune into Voice America Business for The Serve Hour, live every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time. It will shake you awake. Tune in every week for the Ellis Martin Report. Our program will bring you the news and information that you need each week. We look at publicly traded small and mid-cap companies from a variety of sectors. We'll talk to key people in the industry to bring you the foreground and background of new and -and up-and-comers for potential investment. Please remember, invest only at your own risk. The Ellis Martin Report is meant for informational purposes only. Tune in every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Business. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Story Powered with Leanne Pico. If you want to find out more about Leanne or the program, connect with us on the web at VeryGoodStories.com. Now, back to Story Powered. 
Hey everybody, welcome back. I'm Leanne Pico, your host, and I'm chatting today with Kathy Clotes guest of Keeping It Human. Uh, before the show, uh, before the break, we were talking about... Um, you know, about the change in business and the change in customers' expectations of communications, particularly, um, and that we could say that that's external as well as internal, and um, that people want to actually be treated like, and cre- Kathy has this crazy idea that people want to be treated like humans, so. <laughs> <laughs> wow, crazy. Nuts. I know. It's like revolutionary. I, I'm, I'm just pulled <laughs> away by it. Uh, but it's so true, and we still, we still, as Kathy was talking about we still use jargon we still use systems processes policies all sorts of ways to communicate with people um, you know and and particularly with our customers in ways that are just not effective anymore so we talked about the big picture and about inspirational stuff but now we're going to talk about humor and the reason I wanted to focus on this is because when I work with my clients um, we talk about again being human and telling stories that are human and um, so last week we talked a little bit about vulnerability, but humor is one that people use and sometimes they use it um, in, a, in a very on target way and sometimes they're way off base. So we're going to talk a little bit about humor with Kathy in a bit, but we're going to start um, with uh, the improv technique with yes and. So Kathy, tell us about yes and. What is it? How can you use it in business? Why is it a, a great tool for, um, you know, creating stories and also, you know, creating changes in culture? Yeah, um, thank you uh, for setting that up. But it, and it's such an important thing. I think yes and is more than sort of a uh, an improv technique. It's it's really I, I think a mentality. So it's the cornerstone of improv. And what I mean by that, and we'll do an exercise in a second here. It's we, we, as improvisers on the stage, we make offers to each other, and uh, we accept those offers so that we can move the scene forward. What happens if somebody blocks or what we call a denial on stage, if somebody knows you, uh, says no or, or yes, but, or, or ignores your offer, is that the scene stalls. It doesn't go anywhere. And what happens when you change from a yes, but mentality to a yes, and mentality is that you have forward positive momentum. And so yes and, it is the, the fundamental, I think, amino acid of, of improv. It's also a mentality for innovation. Anytime you're trying to build or collaborate or build something with somebody, even it can be a conversation, you can notice the energy shift when you use yes but and you move to a yes and because it opens up possibilities. So at its most basic level, I think yes and is all about possibility and optimism, and forward forward uh, momentum and innovation. That's really what it is. That's awesome. I, I agree. It, it is a total mentality. And it's funny because when you first started describing it, I was and 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 where we get stuck. I was just like transplanted into a staff meeting. <laughs> yes. Where right? Like it's just like whoa. Imagine using this in a staff meeting. We might actually get stuff done. Um, so, you know, let alone communications with our customers. So I, it was just funny. I had this visual image of being in a staff meeting and thinking, wow, imagine if we did yes and instead of, um, you know, the yes but or the no. So it's yeah. it's definitely something, like like you say, that can be transported to all sorts of areas of your life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So do you want to 
try the exercise? Yeah, let's do an exercise. Let's do, we're going we're gonna to do some live demonstrative uh, exercises because I believe nothing, you know, sort of illustrates the point than actually jumping in and doing it. So first, we're gonna we're gonna do just a sim- very simple yes but exercise. And the the exercise is um, Leanne and I live are gonna you know, we're gonna plan a party. You're planning a party to say thank you to all to all the team of of people behind the scenes that make your podcast come to life. So you're planning this great party. That's what we're trying to accomplish. We're collaborating on that. And everything that, that I say, you're going to yes but, and everything you say, I'm going to yes but. It's as simple as that. And we'll, we'll, we'll okay. try that for just a, a, a few seconds. Oh, so Leanne, you know, for this party that, that you wanted to do, I thought we could have a live band and monkeys. Oh, yes. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know that we have the budget for that. Yes, but with all the money that we saved not having a party last year, I think we could go out extra special and get balloons and we could bring circus animals. Oh, um, yes, but if we do that this year, they're going to expect um, circus animals next year as well, and we won't have the budget for it next year either. Well, yes, but I think that um, if we just made a few simple cuts off of other places we spend money, I think we could do something really fun this year. Oh, yes, um, but I, I'm just not sure how staff would feel about that um, being replaced by monkeys. And you get the point. We're, we're yes, buddy. Yeah. We're not going to go anywhere. We're going to go round and round all day long. And that's how what a lot of meetings. Party. What it's, a fun yeah, party it's going to be. It's going to be that's killed. A, <laughs> we just planned a party that absolutely nobody wants to come to. That's what we accomplished. <laughs> Again, I'm in a staff meeting right now. <laughs> exactly. And the Christmas all, party. Yeah. We could all think to an exact moment where we were in a meeting or talking to somebody or trying to collaborate and coming up with ideas. And we were simply shut down this way. Now let's yeah. try yes and. So, so we're going to okay. do the same exercise. And Leanne and I are planning this party for all those wonderful people who bring this show to life. And we're just everything that she says, I'm going to yes and. And the and means I have to add on to it. And then everything that I say, she's got to do the same. So we're going we're gonna to start that way. Um, okay. Oh, you know what we're going to do this year, Leanne? I totally want to bring that one band that we love so much. We're going to have a live band at that party. Oh, yes. And, and you know what? That band has um, connections with some, some really great um, movie stars. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. I've gone big already. They've got some really great connections with some celebrities who could come in and, and celebrate with us. Oh, yes. And with those celebrities, I hear we can get some awesome hot air balloons and we can have celebrity hot air balloon rides. Oh. <gasps> Oh, yes. And we could also, while the band is playing, then have fireworks. Yes, and, and then the balloon fun. rides would be beautiful. Oh, my gosh. That's wonderful. And, and when we do that, we could also have um, Elon Musk there, and he could give, you know, all these kinds of rocket rides with, <laughs> with SpaceX and all those different cool things. Oh, that would be awesome. And... You know what? I can imagine that everybody would just be so happy and so thrilled that um, they'd want to do it every year. 
And and that's the kind of party people would want to go to. They would. I'm they well, Elon like, Musk. Hello. We went I from mean, monkeys hello, to Elon right? Musk. Who doesn't, who, doesn't want, who doesn't want rocket rides? I mean, it's a little awesome. dangerous, but, you know, I'm up for it. And here's the fundamental thing is oh, that, yes, people, people sometimes um, mistakenly think that yes and means that we're going to do every idea. It's like, oh, my gosh, I'm committed to every idea. Not at all. Yes and just means I hear you. Let's explore. Let's, let's collaborate. Let's, let's just yes and each other. Let's not but each other. And more ideas get generated that way. There's an upward positive momentum that we generated with that conversation. Yes. Whereas, yes, but if everything you say I, should, I, I say no to, at, at some point you're not only going to want to hit me, but you're going you're to stop trying. <laughs> you're going to stop innovating because yeah. you're like, everything I say, she just yes buts. Yeah. And, you know, it's so, so true, because even I just felt the difference emotionally. I felt much more excited because we both kind of revved each other up. And so it's it's about exploring, like you said earlier, it's about exploring possibilities. It's not about signing the check to Elon Musk, right? Like it's about exploring the possibilities. And and for me, too, like that taps into, like you said at the very beginning, it taps into the hope, which is really important for business. Um, and especially people who are either communicating with their customers or with their fellow employees or creating ideas together. I mean, it just was so much more fun doing the yes and. It's so much more fun, and you're going to get further in the process. More ideas will yeah. be generated. Some of them won't be viable, but that's not the point because no matter what approach you use to idea generation, some ideas just aren't viable. But you'll yeah. have more ideas, more creativity, more collaboration you will get so much further ahead and it changes the course of the energy and the dynamic between people when you, you yes and you're saying to the person, I hear you. Yeah. I hear yeah. you and I hear your idea and there's nothing more, I think, um, sort of validating than I hear you. And, and, yes. and that, that's where I think stories need to provide optimism and hope and not about the company and my products and my services, but here's yeah. the yes and and the possibility for you and making your life better. Oh, I love it. I love it. That's exactly it. And and the other part of it, too, is that, um, you know, in terms of um, just, again, the emotional pull, I mean, it was just, I, I, I can't imagine people, and I know, and like I said, I've used the example of a staff meeting, but I can't get past it because it is just so, so stuck in my head right now where, you know, you have the team kind of getting excited, getting excited, and then a leader or a team member just kind of goes, yes, but, 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 and it kills, kills, kills. Imagine, imagine if you're doing that to your customers, like, I, I don't, I just, uh, you know, and it's, again, it's, it may, you may not be doing it verbally, but in your attitude and in how you're operating with them, I mean, I, it must come across. It comes across, and a lot of times storytelling becomes yes, but storytelling, and I'll give you an example. Oh, please. I see this a lot where, I can't tell you how many times um, something comes across in my inbox, it shows up, and it's, it's a yes, but story because it's a you're doing it wrong. It's mm. you're doing it wrong. I have the solution, and you would be foolish not to uh, buy this service. Yeah. Well, now you've made me feel dumb. You've made me feel wrong. You've yes. not validated and given me hope. But what you've said is, I'm you know not very smart if I don't go with your service. You've made it oh, all about yeah. you. Yeah. Where a, a yes and story is so positive, it's it's very affirming. It, look, the way you've done it, that made sense at the time. Look, things have 
are changing, and now companies want more transparency. So we're yeah. going to tell this human story that allows people to see hope and how their lives are better. And we make people feel hope rather than wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that yes and grabs people because they can see a better future for themselves, and they can see themselves in your story. Oh, I so, love that. And, and it manifests in a lot of ways. If you're, if you're out there saying, I have a better way, uh, you're doing it wrong, you are yes-butting. That's a yes-but story, and you don't even realize it, but that's what you're doing. You are shutting down rather than opening up the, the receiver. So your audience is going, so you just told me that I'm wrong. Well, I don't really like that, and I don't think I'm yeah. going to buy your stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. It's true. And I have a good example of that. Uh, you know, I see business coaches I've seen business coaches do it a lot where they say, if you're not willing to invest in my program, you're not willing to invest in yourself. Yeah. And it really, and I, it drives me crazy because obviously some folks feel vulnerable, especially if they're entrepreneurs and they're yeah. not sure where they're going or where they're headed. And so they do buy in. Um, but yeah. to me, I'm just thinking, well, and then what? Like, what? what's your next step after that? Like, do you keep guilting them for the rest of their lives? Like, how do you... Like, where is the hope and where is the joy? Like, and, and, you know, a lot of people talk about pain points. I prefer to talk about joy, po- joy points because it's I agree. like you. It's kind of like, let's, let's raise the bar. Like, we don't all have to race to the bottom. We don't have to race to the bottom. And pain points are great. But the whole reason that somebody has a pain point is that there's, if you, if you sort of, you know, turn it upside down and, and flip it on its head, they're really asking Give me joy and give me hope that things will get better. Exactly. They don't want to stay there. Exactly. (laughs) It's so funny because it's like find the pain points and target your story to the pain points. It's like, yeah, but you got to take them out of it. My goodness. You got to take them out of that. And and, and most stories, I think, fall flat. And that's where most stories don't have a yes and. And the yes and kicker is it's a very unsatisfying story to end it at. Oh, and then we got rid of the pain point. Or, oh, and then they made money or they 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 saved money that's yeah. all fine and well but it's a very emotionally unsatisfying story a yes yeah, yeah, story yeah. takes it one step further and says what's the human need underlying all that because underlying my pain point is a deeply fundamental human need that says i want credibility i want enhanced re- reputation i want visibility i want to be heard i want to be seen so if you can tie that story to a yes and possibility that says we're going to make your human need met. We're going to, we're going, we hear you. This is about your personal reputation. It's not about the money. And if you can do that, that's a yes and possibility that allows people to see optimism for their own personal life. Oh, I love it. That's great. Very different. It's a very different mentality. It is. And the piece is for their own businesses that they can grow it because, you know, whenever a business um, creates that kind of communication, um, you know, they're closing themselves down even. Like, I, I don't see where they're going to go, where, you know, whether it's a big business or an entrepreneur, if you're so focused on either we're going to make you more money or, you know, we're going to solve your problem, um, what what does that mean? So what? I always, my big question is always, so what? And, right, and if yeah. you can't answer so what, you're not doing, like you're not um, thinking big enough. You're not thinking big enough, and, and and the thing is, is that you you and I both know that your competition will claim the exact same thing. They'll, they'll Absolutely, say, well, I can save you more money, and then it becomes yeah. about the money, and it's never about the money. No, underneath that pain point is a human need crying out That's that right. says, "Look, if I don't get this thing done right, 
it's my job, it's my reputation, it's my credibility, it's my ability to have upward mobility in my career, it's my ability to be heard and seen in the workplace, it's my ability to be validated. It's, it's all these really fundamentally human needs that never go away. And, you know, the, even in a business-to-business super serious transaction, there are people that are taking risks and they're feeling a personal risk. That's right. And that's yeah. the need you got to speak to. And that's why Yes And stories of hope and optimism are so powerful. Not yes, but, uh, hey, you're wrong, do this, we'll fix it. That's, that's, the bare, that's bare minimum, and it's, it's exactly what your competition is doing. Exactly, and it's also what we're doing. So, like, that's mm-hmm. the voice in our heads, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we can do that easily ourselves. We can talk ourselves out of being successful, out of doing well. Like, I, we've got our own little voice um, that, that yeah. you know, we're, we're already trying to deal with. And, and so, you know, when you're talking, it made me think about that. And, and it's kind of like on that business level. And we, we're talking about the organizational level, but also on a personal level. And uh, you and I, before, on our pre-chat, we were talking about women, and especially as women, we can really, um, that voice in our head, we, we yes but ourselves all the time, right? Mm-hmm, all the time, yeah. And I think most of the time, we, we yes but each other. Yeah. But to your, to your point, we, we, we yes but ourselves probably more, more than anything in the world, we yes but ourselves. And so yeah. before we've even tried something, we've talked ourselves out of doing it. We've, we've <laughs> so said, true. Don't, don't even try. And, and how many times have we not stepped up and taken risks because we have talked ourselves out of it? And that, that fundamentally is an internal yes but mentality. Yeah, it's true. And I, and I have to say on a personal note, um, last year I turned 44 and it was a yes year. Like that's what I d- decided. It was a yes year. I was going to say yes. Um, and, and I had an amazing year. <laughs> so much mm-hmm. fun. And I had so much. Um, so I can highly recommend it to everybody. You know, think about the yes and for your own internal voice and mentality, but also think about it on a business level and a communications level. So yeah. it is now um, break time again. So you're listening to Story Powered with Leanne Bico. That's me. And my guest, Kathy Clotes Guest, um, who is from Keeping It Human. And you can reach Kathy at Kathy at keepingithuman.com. I also recommend you check out her website. It has so many great resources and information. She has a podcast um, there that she does, as well as some hangouts. And like I said earlier, I enjoyed one of the hangouts that, that I saw earlier. And um, it's where I got the idea for the show. So um, check that out at keepingithuman.com. And you can also find out more about the work that Kathy does and, and how she, she does it in her book. It's called The Marketing Executive's Guide to Better Content and storytelling with humor and you can get that on amazon.com so we'll be back in a minute where we're going to be talking more about humor and how to inject that into your story and um, we'll be saying yes and some more so uh, see you in a bit voice america business network the bottom line in business. Activate and grow your storytelling superpower with Leanne Pico of Very Good Stories. Stories inspire, stories engage, and stories move people to action. It's pretty powerful stuff. Story coach Leanne Pico will help you develop your storytelling skills to be a more effective leader, build a more powerful brand, or create a team of storytelling powerhouses. You can email Leanne at leanne at verygoodstories.com. 
or check out her website at verygoodstories.com. Contact Leanne today to grow your storytelling superpower. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Listening to Story Powered with Leanne Pico. If you want to find out more about Leanne or the program, connect with us on the web at verygoodstories.com. Now, back to Story Powered. Hey, welcome back. I'm Leanne Pico, and this is Story Powered, and I'm talking with my guest today, who is Kathy Clotes' guest. And before the break, we were talking about yes and, and hopefully it was quite fun. We did a fun exercise, and we did uh, talked a lot about the the mentality shift with the yes and. And, you know, we didn't um, do a deep dive into this, but on, honestly, for your company culture, um, it'd be good to step back and have a little look at, at what your company culture is. Is it a yes, but is it a no, or is it a yes and? Because um, as we were saying earlier, the uh, millennials who are coming up, um, they're they're interested in possibility. They're interested in, in room to breathe and room to move. So uh, if you're having trouble with your millennials, you might want to check on the company culture and, and uh, whether the no's are too loud and heavy. Absolutely. So, Kathy, do, do you want to tell us a little bit, because you do some of that. We're going to talk about humor in a minute, but you, you work with companies around that, the internal stuff as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Tell us a yes. bit about the work that you do and, and how you help them make a shift. Well, it's really interesting. Um, a lot of times where uh, teams are having problems with collaboration or communication, often if you look at the root of that, it, it tends to be things like, you know, uh, uh, yes, but versus uh, yes, and. And it can be something as small as just facilitating uh, a brainstorming session or a collaboration session where, you know, everybody's mindful of not yes, but, but yes, and. And that little shift can result in more um, consensus, more ideas being generated, better ideas, because they haven't spent half an hour arguing or a couple hours in meetings just guest-butting each other, but they're actually generating not only more ideas, but better quality ideas. And they're walking away with things that have the germ of viability in it. And I've seen um, teams using Yes and, and some of these other methods that, that do come from an, um, kind of the improv tool, toolkit 
Um, I've seen people generate ideas that have gone on to be viable. And actually, uh, one company that I worked with has now two products in their, in their pipeline based on ideas that came out of this yes and methodology. Wow, that makes a lot of sense, though, eh? Because again, you know, if if we're not thinking about, if we're not um, approaching the task, whether it's a product, a service, a way of being, whatever it is, um, if we're not approaching it with limitation, it just right. kind of makes sense, actually, right? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, it, it's, it's so why really don't about- we do it more? You know, we we tend to be risk averse because a lot of companies are all about. Um, it, it's the culture. It, goes, it all goes back to culture. If people sense a risk-averse culture, people will do everything to minimize failure. But if you're in a culture that says, you know what, it's okay to take risks, no one's going to be punished for taking smart risks, um, and yes. if, if, if employees know that they're celebrated for going out there and having ideas, they will do that, but they need to know that the culture supports them. And I think a lot of times what happens is the culture says, now go out and be innovative. <laughs> oh, by the way, if you make some mistakes, you know, yeah. er, and so they people pick up on that that that, and they they're like, nah, I, I know what it says on the on the T-shirt and the mug on the coffee mug, but that's not what the culture is, and you really have to create a safe space for people to take those risks, and you know, people are smart and they'll know that you're really if you say it's a yes and culture, but you practice a, a, a yes but, people won't take the risks. No, absolutely. And and that includes the leaders, you know, mm-hmm. and that's the thing for me around leadership is that, again, it is the kind of um, do what I say and not what I do or, or vice versa. It, it's it's it. Um, the leaders need to be able to take a yes and. And part of that is setting down our ego, I would yeah. say. Right. It is absolutely about your send down your ego. I cannot well said. And I, I'm glad you brought that up, because I think one of the things that yes and is about is it's about collaboration around an idea, and it may not be your idea. It may be somebody else's idea that the group resonates with and starts to build a consensus or steam around. So yes and is fundamentally not about advancing your idea. It's about Mm -hmm. where the group mind is and where everybody feels the greatest chance for success is. And that's a big shift for some people who really think it should be about the yes but really fundamentally is about my idea is better, my idea is better, my idea is better. Yes, and is the exact opposite. What's yeah. for the best of the scene? What's for the best of the team? And that is a big, again, a really big mind shift. Yeah, it is not. And that's the thing about power. And because um, it's, it's about my idea is better, but also the, the piece around I'm in charge. Mm-hmm. And so I've seen that happen a lot where, um, mm-hmm. you know, when it when it starts getting risk, like when when the ideas start flowing and the <laughs> and it's kind of like the risk averse person who's in charge and wants to be seen to be shuts it right down um, because it, it gets too scary for them as a leader. Mm-hmm. Like some sometimes ideas are just too scary. Right. Like and, and mm-hmm. so it's hard to maintain a yes and in the face of. Of scary ideas. So, what do you say to the leaders when when they're trying to incorporate a yes and, but they're feeling nervous or worried? I mean, how can they just get over it and allow the room to 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 roll forward? Um, I found that um, with a lot of this stuff, if they can see the energy shift in the room when you right. switch to yes and, you feel it. It's a dynamic that you feel. 
I also remind people, and, uh, and I love to use humor to, to make my point, but I, I, you know, you're not, yes and doesn't mean that you're putting a ring on the finger of that idea. You're just taking it out for a few drinks and a good time. You're not, you're, it's not a proposal. It's not a yes, we're writing the check, as you said. It doesn't yeah. mean that. What it means is when I yes and, I'm allowing the best ideas to be generated. And from that, because I yes-handed, I'm going to get some really awesome ideas that never would have surfaced before. And what I typically find is, and I've even done this, I've even worked with a team where we followed the traditional brainstorming approach that they were using, and we generated a bunch of ideas. And then we said, well, let's, let's do sort of as a control group, because this, this is a data company, very data-driven in Silicon Valley, you know, a lot of engineers, and they want proof. Yeah, I said, right. there's your control group. Then we switched to yes and, and we generated better ideas, more ideas, more viable ideas, and we compared. And sure enough, when you step back, we got better results dollar for dollar from the yes and uh, approach. And, you know, nothing convinces like, you know, proof. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, and again, that's a really great uh, way of sharing it because, um, you know, a lot of people are saying yes, but uh, right now <laughs> saying yes, but that's nice. But where is the proof? So thank you for, for addressing that. So now you're talking about humor. So let's talk about humor for a bit because, um it is a, and you know, I, I I'm I like to use humor a lot too, and um and often I'm I'm okay I'm good with it because I can um I can test my audience and kind of figure out where, but I haven't run into trouble sometimes where my humor didn't land so well. Um, so that's just kind of part of being human, right? Like, how can we use humor? in a way that engages people and doesn't turn them off, but also gives ourselves room to take risk, um, a little bit of risk to, to kind of test the waters for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I think people sometimes think that humor is, uh, it's jokes. And a lot of times humor, I like to, to define it as being open and a, a sense of levity and lightheartedness. And nice. so it doesn't have to be this heavy over-the-top joke. It right. can be just, just something that makes your audience smile, and it can be very low risk. Uh, but there are, there are ways to inject humor uh, that, that I think are very effective, and if companies are still worried about it, I always say, look, take a, a beta sample of your best customers and ask them. You know? But don't ask, hey, what did you think of this? Just run it by them and see if they laugh. Um, mm. Don't ask. Humor is not a intellectual exercise. It's, <laughs> oh, it's visceral. Humor is visceral. You yeah. either laughed or you didn't. I either made That's you laugh right. or I didn't. And if but you have to say just kidding, it didn't land. It didn't land. Yeah, yeah. no, there's no, there's just no kidding. If you have to explain it, it didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but there, there are some low risk ways to add humor. Um, and if you, if you want, I can sort of mention some here. Sure. Yes, please. Yeah. Um, so the, the, the first way I would say is take, take a, a pain point or something that's irritating your audience. And again, we want to find the joy in it. But, but for purposes of just understanding your audience and letting them know you understand their big, big challenge, take that and blow it out over the top so they see themselves in it. Just go crazy with it because they'll crack up. Um, there's some very funny videos. There's a company uh, called Canaxis that does supply chain uh, management, and they actually liken the relationship to your vendor, just like a, a date. Like you're, if you were out on a date and the date was being really high maintenance, and it was yeah. hilarious and funny because they took that relationship so over the top that you saw the humor in it. Now that starts a conversation that says, look, now that I made you laugh, look, we understand your pay point, and here's how we can help. 
So let's, nice. let's the audience in on, hey, I, know how, I, I understand that. The other thing you can do is you can do a role reversal. Um, a lot of times, um, humor really comes out of unexpected places. If your audience is expecting one thing from you and you do something completely reverse, that's a great way to flip expectations. So for a bank, um, what we did is we had a bunch of Gen Y customers come in and we, we brought them in for an hour and said, all right, you are now running the bank. We're going vi- to record this. You make the decisions, and the decisions that they made as, as, as you know, Gen Y folks um, for this kind of traditionally stuffy bank were hysterical, and we recorded oh, it. Yeah. And the fun that came out of a role reversal, what if, what if your customers were in charge? What if the CEO switched places with the admin for a day? What I, if I, the CEO had to call every phone number for the company and get put on hold and record that? That's pretty darn funny. <laughs> Um, so I love it. Places, love it. Unexpected places. Have have go to a kid, and I've done this. Go to go to a panel of kids if you're a cloud based company and you're full of jargon, and ask the kids, "Hey, here's what we do. Explain it in your own kid language." And kids are hysterically funny because they're honest, yeah. and kids don't use business speak, and they would come up with some really funny things that probably explain your technology far better than any social media pundit could. Um, these are ways to have fun, to lighten the mood, to make a point that you're different. Yeah. And it invites your audience in yeah. to be part of the, and it, although it's not a joke, to be, be, be part of the, the joke, part of the humorous situation. Absolutely. Um, and like you say, it's kind of like even a rhyme. Yeah, a- absolutely. Small things make a big difference. They make a big difference. And it just shows that you're a different kind of company and that you get it and that you're human and you understand your audience is human as well. And it's just a great place to start a dialogue. So he- see humor in a bigger way than just, just jokes. But do let, if you, if you go those, those different places, you, you're absolutely right. You're letting the audience in on that. And they can see themselves reflected in that. Sorry about that. I disappeared for a second. This is the thing about being on the internet. Sorry, Kathy. <laughs> no worries. No worries. Apologies. So we're gonna we're gonna need to. Um, so you know we we just did that as an example of great humor. Obviously, that was meant to. There be. you go. It was planned. It was so, planned to do that. It was totally planned. So thank you so much, Kathy, for um, being on the show today and sharing the yes and 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 all of the ideas around um, using humor in in um, in in your storytelling. Um, Obviously, everybody, I'd love you to, to um, check out Kathy's website at Kathy at, or at keepingithuman.com. And they can email you, right, Kathy, at Kathy at keepingithuman.com as well? Absolutely. Happy to answer questions and uh, would love to hear from people. Okay. Thanks so much for being here today. Thank you for having me, Leanne. It was fun. So next week, I'm looking forward to chatting with Ava Snyders. She's the general manager and chief storyteller at Ogilvy public relations in Spain, we're going to be talking about advertising and how those madmen are dead. Uh, not really, although I'm not sure what's happened with Donald Draper. But anyway, um, but we're now looking at a different style of consumer engagement, which involves story. So um, make sure that you come and check us out next week. And don't forget to sign up for my weekly story blast at verygoodstories.com. Story Powered is on every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Thanks so much for joining me, Liam Pico, and Story Powered. I will see you next week with more story. Thank you for joining us this week for Story Powered. 
Leanne Pico invites you to tune in for another engaging program next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll help take your story and your business to the next level. We'll be right back. 